Podcasting from Phoenix, Arizona, the home of year-round flip-flops, the nation's largest city park, and Cactus League spring training. This is The Saver and The Spender, a weekly podcast about budgeting and money habits from both perspectives. And now, here are your hosts, The Saver and financial coach, Kelsa Dickey, and her husband, The Spender, Michael Dickey. So welcome, everybody, to episode 16 of The Saver and The Spender. This is episode two of a four-part series where we're talking with young adults uh, about their personal finance experience and situation and kind of get their two cents about where they're at and where you want to be. Uh, joining me today is our guest, Allie Baker. Say hi. hi. There's Allie. Um, and so first, before we get into with Allie, I was, um, for those of you that are regular listeners you know, we've been off the air uh, for maybe the past month or two, and, and we've just been busy, and it's been kind of a whirlwind. We've had some deaths in the family and other programs we're working on, but I looked at our stats on our um, publishing podcast publishing page, and we have uh, quite a few people listening in Australia and Japan and all over the world. So I wanted to say hello to all of our friends in Australia and Japan and wherever else you're listening from, um, and thank you. And uh, I haven't mentioned this, but uh, quite a few months ago, our, my friend Megan Hoover, who lives in Austin, Texas, a uh, real good friend from high school, she was talking to a friend um, that they were talking about podcasts or listen to and, and money and stuff. And her friend said, oh, you have to listen to this awesome podcast I listen to called The Saver and the Spender. And my friend Megan was like, that's my friend Mike from high school. <laughs> and so randomly, her friend was listening. So, And I don't know your name. Uh, but thank you for listening, and um, hopefully, Megan, you're listening too. But so, uh, please share the podcast if you like it with your friends, and tell them about it. And hopefully, we give you some good uh, insight and tips and value for your money, which is free. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, so today, we're talking with Allie uh, about her personal finances. So um, first, Allie, why don't you tell everybody about yourself, where you're from, what you're doing, where you're at, where you're going to school, what your situation is. Yeah, so I'm a senior in college. I go to Vanguard University in Southern California. Been going there for my whole college career and studying journalism, maybe broadcast journalism, TV journalism, who knows? So many options. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I've been going there and I'm on a scholarship, which obviously helps with finances. Nice. And yeah, just living in Orange County has been giving me the best life. Good. <laughs> uh, full scholarship? It's um, half. Half. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Okay. So we'll talk about the, that kind of stuff later. Yeah. Um, and what do you want to do with your degree when you graduate? I'm hoping to get into some sort of job, either broadcasting or writing, whether it be for newspaper, magazine, online editorials, or TV journalism and broadcasting in front of the camera, behind the camera. I realized all once you graduate with your degree, I think you realize how it's not very narrow. It's very wide. You can really do a lot more than probably what you set your mind to do when you got it. Sure. So all those classes, kind of you get some broadcast, mm -hmm. you get some print, you get some all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and do they, does your college do a good job of helping you find a job? Yes. So most colleges, most accredited universities will have a career service center. So for example, my two internships that I had this past year, I got through the Vanguard alumni website. Mm. So anyone who's been to Vanguard and knows someone who's been to Vanguard, usually they'll post that on Lions Link. Like ASU, I know, does it. U of A does it. They have an alumni center where if you're an alumni and you want to hire someone at the university, uh. you can go through the university. So that's, that's cool. been helpful a ton in like resume checking and stuff. Yeah, very cool. Oh, see, I didn't. They didn't have that when I was going to school. <laughs> that's awesome. 
Um, so let's go back to when you were younger and in high school. You went to high school in Arizona, is uh-huh. that right? Where did yes. you go to high school? Hamilton. Hamilton, gotcha, nice. <laughs> um, we have a pool party there on Saturday we're going to go to. Oh, fun. Yeah. So um, did they, do they have uh, like a, a class that you can take on personal finance or budgeting or anything like that? Did you in know high that? school? In high school, yeah. In high school, the closest thing you got to a budgeting class would be economics, economics. Okay. which is more about stock than it is about personal, personal. finances. Right, exactly. Because you need to know about stocks when you're in high school, but you know, yeah. that's kind of <laughs> silly. need to know. There are only 17 states that require personal finance education in high schools. And um, their whatever their requirements are very very loose, hmm. and usually it's that it's an, an economics class covers personal finance. Yeah. So it's so it's just something that isn't covered in high school anymore, and it should be. So, yeah. um, what what was your earliest experience that you remember where you had to with money at all, whether money it was getting an, your allowance or spending or yeah. Um, when I think back to money, I think to babysitting. I think I started babysitting in the fifth grade and just for like church friends or neighbors. And I remember my mom saying, I opened a savings account for you. Give me half, if not all of the money you make babysitting and we'll put it in your savings account. When you go to college, we'll give it to you. Oh, nice. Which was nice because it was true. I was like, when I was little, I think I thought it was more money than it was when I got to the account. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I thought that was very cool that I got to be a part of my college savings account. Gotcha. That is cool. Do you remember how much you had when you went to when you started? Or when yeah. You so when I got it, it was three thousand dollars. Okay, that's, that's I babysat a, good, a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal of money. Good. Yeah. Um, when you got to high school and you were, did you have jobs in high school? In high school, I maintained um, nannying or babysitting okay. multiple families, multiple days of the week. Um, a lot of what I did, I spent a lot of my time volunteering at a local radio station or in a program called Best Buddies. Mm. So if if there was an income at all, I was never a normal, like I wasn't in retail, I wasn't in food. Yeah. I decided like the family part of work I liked better. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then a- any income that you did have, what did you do with it or what was your um probably spent it immediately okay because once I got to an age where it wasn't like my mom was telling me to put in my savings account well then it's not going to go in my savings account so I remember vaguely like Mm -hmm. I'd get home from babysitting and think okay immediately give my mom $50 and she'll do it and I I don't have Mm -hmm. to remember about it Mm -hmm. but if I didn't remember to give it to her she didn't remember to ask and it was mine gotcha (laughs) and then it was burning a hole in your pocket oh yeah Yeah, that's the way I was too (laughs) bad bad yeah yep still am but uh, uh but it was bad uh where do you remember forming an opinion on money? Like, um, I remember thinking that money kind of grew on trees. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking I never saw anyone at a restaurant saying like, oh, I can't afford this bill. Or mm-hmm. I never saw anyone going to a movie and be like, oh, you know what? I can't pay for your ticket. Or people didn't go to the grocery store and say like, oh, you know what? Put those back in the aisle. I have never seen anyone outwardly say like, I can't afford this. I can't pay for this. And if I needed money, my parents would give it to me. So I, I didn't think like, oh, they had budgeted it, or maybe they had already planned about it. So I just thought, oh, when you need money, you just find it. <laughs> gotcha. Did they, um, did they teach you anything about money? They taught me to save. Okay, right, but, so your mom talked about yes, that, right? Okay. but not really a strategy to save, just the word. I repeatedly heard the word, you need to save, like start saving, mm-hmm. put money away. If you want to save up for something, you should save. Mm-hmm. But I never thought like, what kind of self-control do you have? Like, yeah. <laughs> I have no, no, because you don't have any bills in high school. Right. Most of the time, you're not really on your own. 
And so you don't really think, I don't need to save. Like, what's the yeah. point of what am I saving up for? Yeah. But that was it, really. Gotcha. Knowing now, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. what do you wish you would have learned? Um, or, and or what your parents could have done I think differently? I, w- I wish I would have learned to think ahead. I think I really thought only until the weekend of, like, what am I doing this weekend? What do I need money for? That's what I'll save for Monday through Friday for Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have wished to plan out what are my expenses this whole month or what are my expenses in the next three months and is what I need to save for this month, not as much as next month or something like that. Because I think... I think I wish I would have learned more long-term saving, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. Gotcha. Because week to week is a little too short. Yeah. Right? But then you don't have to go six months out is a little bit too long. So. And okay. if what I have to save for in two weeks is way more, well, I, I only learned how to save $100 last week. I don't know how to save up $400 this week. Right. So it was just, it was hard to maintain. Gotcha. It's hard to, um, you know, there's no... It, personal finance education in schools. No. And then, and then parents, they haven't had it either, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, and so it's kind of like, well, you need to save. <laughs> well, what does that mean? You, you need to eat right. What does that mean? Uh-huh. You need, you know, so there are these, we know we need to do something, but we don't know how. Yeah. And our parents didn't really learn, and their parents were probably the last generation to really know what to do. Hmm. Um, so it's just kind of been a tailspin of, what to, I mean, nobody knows what to do with personal finance anymore, just innately, nobody yeah. learns. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird situation. And then because of that, you you get dumped off to be an adult. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I was just talking to your wife about this, and I was saying that when you're younger, you really don't have conversation past college. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in junior high, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're in high school, what college are you going to go to? Are you going to get a scholarship? And that's it. That's the end of the conversation is... Then college, good luck, you're on your own. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, there's so much more to learn. Yeah. I don't know. So when you when you transitioned from high school to college, what was the, like, what was the, oh, crap moment? Or what were the, um, oh, crap thoughts? Like, now I have to blank, and I don't know how to do that. What was your, what, what was your? I honestly, and it isn't just because we're doing, like, a finance podcast. It mm-hmm. was money because you, you don't have the convenience or luxury, at least I didn't, to go, like, hey, I'm going out with my friends this weekend do you have a 20? I want to help pay for the bill. Mm-hmm. It was like a, well, no one, my parents don't know what I'm doing or where I am or so, cause I went to school out of state. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I, I think I'm really on my own now. I don't know how to do this because being in school is a hundred percent full time. So getting mm-hmm. a job on top of that is absolutely doable, but it's not really your first thought. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my first thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that. And it was also the byproduct of that of like, you have your own schedule. And you get to make your own schedule and you're not really on anyone else's time, but your own was mm-hmm. also a big adjustment is yeah. how do I figure out how to value my time? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, let's talk, go back to the, your scholarships and yeah. financing for your school. So you got a scholarship. Yes. We'll talk about that. What was, how, what, to talk about the process of, if you remember, applying for the scholarship or other scholarships and that kind of stuff first. Yeah, I remember applying for other scholarships. It was really pushed in high school to apply for like essays or short video submissions. Coca-Cola was giving away a ton of mm, okay. <laughs> essays, um, essay scholarships. But I found out that 
my college is, I'm very lucky, like it's a private institution, so it's more expensive. And my academic scholarship for my university, it'll automatically qualify you. Whatever your GPA is, like 3.5 above, 3.8 above, or 4.0 automatically qualifies you for one of three scholarships. Oh, okay. So when you get your call that you were accepted, you get the call that you got the scholarship Ah, of that. That's awesome. So I got the middle ones, which covers half. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. So the other half, what are you doing to pay that? It's on loan. Okay. So we have it all, and once I graduate, six months after you start, you start paying back. Gotcha. And it's going to take a while. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have, going into college, did you go into... Talk to somebody about your student loans. Like, did they have you have a student loan officer or something like that? that no, what's okay. a loan? Like, let's. No one tells you what a loan, and it's this mag. It's kind of like the cloud. It's this yeah. imaginary thing in the sky where you just send money every month, and yeah. it just keeps functioning. And if you don't pay them back, it's like monopoly. Like they're gonna come get you. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see that it's this free money for four years mm-hmm. and then six months later you, all of a sudden you have to pull it out and you're like yeah. you know, I don't and have it. you have a job and hopefully you have money coming <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah right? I was going to school I didn't have a job. Yeah. yeah. Did they what did you know about your loan going into the loan? Did they give you the interest rate? Did they give you what your payment's going to be? If they gave, so all that information is in my parents' name. So okay. only this past year did they switch all the loans to my name to go, well, you graduate in December, so get a move in. <laughs> get on top of it. It's in your name now. So I'm only now starting to figure out all of that. I'm only now seeing the total of what I owe and just slowly freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just building, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um are there any so are there any tips that you have for for kids or, or parents that have kids going into college now for uh, either scholarships or the loans? Um, when it comes to scholarship, when they say apply to all of them, it really means a lot because you think like, oh, I'm so busy this week. I have finals next week in high school. I don't have time to write this essay. But when you think that essay could be $1,000, all of a sudden it becomes worth your time. Yeah. So if you think of these scholarship applications as money and you think like, oh, once I finish this application, that could be $500, you get really motivated. Mm-hmm. So. I would say, like, parents, make your kids do a scholarship a day. It really should be peer pressured onto you because it's just the stress of that then is way worth it in the end. Gotcha. That's great. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) And uh, what about the student loan process? Do you have any tips for that? Um, Don't forget your FAFSA username and password because (laughs) when you forget it, your loans are really going to slack. And a lot of the times your university could partner with certain loans better than others with interest rates. So I would talk to the university about like, oh, what loans do students here usually take out? Um, Mm. Because that could be helpful. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That's great. (laughs) What else do I have here? I'm going to check my my cheat sheet here. Check it. Um, it. So now that you're in college... Yay, Yay. almost done. (laughs) What have you been doing to, well, do you have a, have you had a job during school now? Yes. So I've had a lot of the work I've done at school has been paid and a lot of it has been unpaid. Mm. So I had an on-campus job doing sports broadcasting, which is so funny because if you ask me to explain a football game, I cannot do it, but I was hired for it and I really, really made the best of it. Okay. That's fun. (laughs) And and then I was a full-time nanny last semester. Mm. So, or all last year. So that's really fun. And I'll go back to that, which was a great stable income. You Kids always need a nanny. It's steady days a week, whereas yeah. on-campus jobs are very flexible. 
And so other than that, then doing internships, which are unpaid. So a lot of my time was split between how do I prioritize my career versus my finances. Gotcha. So that income you had from the the income paying jobs, Mm -hmm. what would you do with that money? Um, I would save most of it because I just have this feeling where everyone needs an emergency account. And I don't know what emergency I'm going to have while my parents still love me that they won't help me with. But I just felt like I needed an emergency $2,000. I just needed Mm. it. I didn't know what could happen. So my first priority was needs to go to this emergency account in case something happens. So once I got to that 2000 though, it was really hard because it was like I didn't think of anything else to save for. Okay, yeah. And I didn't know what else to save for. And at college... Most things are set for you. Like, your meals are at school and your transportation Mm -hmm. is at school. So beyond that, it was, like, minimal, like, I'll go grocery shopping on Friday. I'll probably need 40 bucks for that. Like, that's about as far in advance as I went. Okay. And so how do you... What other? How do you pay for all the other expenses, like your like your groceries mm-hmm. and your rent, and that? How are you paying for that right now, too? Right now, I'm living at home over the summer. Okay. So I'm not in my university, but this summer it's been all my parents. Literally, okay. I haven't this summer. I had mono the first six weeks oh, of summer, geez. and so and then you have to get clear to not have mono to work and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that put a damper on it, mm-hmm. and then traveling. So when I go back to school, it's all budgeted from the minimal income of nannying. And you're like, okay, so if I make $400 a week, how do I split that up for the whole month? Like, how do you do that? And it's then again was thought, I've never thought this far in advance. I don't even know what to think about. I don't know what I'm doing in two weeks. Because also in college, things are very spontaneous. Things are very like, oh, let's go to San Diego. And you're like, you didn't tell me that two weeks ago. (laughs) So I can't go to San Diego. Yeah. So it's also hard to not be spontaneous in college Mm because then you're like, party pooper you stay at home and it's like no you didn't tell me like i I don't have fifty dollars so much peer pressure right (laughs) and and there's so many fun things to do it's true and so many friends that Mm -hmm. it's just so much peer pressure yes uh what out throughout college so Mm -hmm. do you have again tips for people of um either how to to make get more income or any financial mm. tips for people going through college like or things that you've done that you would have changed I think the number one thing that I would have changed about money in college is the guilt I think there's this huge sense of if you don't pay for your friend's coffee are you even friends mm. or oh you go out to dinner and you only had an appetizer and they had two entrees, but you don't want to say, like, hey, can I just pay for my part of the bill instead of splitting it? It's, I wish, or I would tip people, like, to vocalize your stance on money. Why is that so taboo? Like, why can't I say, like, hey, you know what? I really can't afford to split your entree price, but I really could only afford the appetizer. That's why I got it. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. I think my tip would be, if you can't pay for your friend, don't offer. Like, you don't take your friend out so they can get a free meal. Unless you said that, it shouldn't be expected. So things like that of don't be afraid to vocalize where you're at with your finances, okay. which can be embarrassing. Right. Yeah. So I, the only thing I've learned is like if I'm going to coffee with someone, which happens all the time, is I will stand first and I'll let them stand behind me because then there's no pressure of like, oh, and what do you want? Uh, it's yeah. like, oh, thank you. That's all. Close the tab. Yeah. Move on. Move on. That's, <laughs> that's so smart. Yeah. Um, did you ever have any – so if somebody asked you something sp- spontaneously mm-hmm. – what were your strategies to get out kid and you couldn't do it because of your budget um, or you didn't have the money what were your strategies to get out of that um, to get out of spontaneity it was to lie to just okay. say like oh I have something else I'm so sorry I can't because the last thing you want to do is say like I can't afford that 
Mm-hmm. And especially living in Orange County, to say I can't afford that is unheard of. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, you can't afford to go to San Diego and stare at the number one Airbnb? Are you serious? <laughs> like, no, I really can't. I'm from Arizona. So, <laughs> so it became like, just lie and say you're doing something else because that's an understandable no. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, oh, of course she can't go. She has this instead of she can't afford it. It was just embarrassing to say yeah. she didn't want to. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in mm-hmm. with... Um, because there's also that status, too, right? Yeah. That, and, and social ladder that you're climbing, if you will, that you mm-hmm. don't want to get knocked off. You have to look little, like you can afford you know? mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't afford that trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. Have you ever said, did you ever say I can't afford it? Um, I've only said I can't afford it at restaurants more so. Okay. When everyone's like, oh, like, let's just split the bill. I've become more vocal now to say, like, this is my hard-earned money. Like, mm-hmm. I worked really hard this week. The baby was crying the whole day. Like, that $100 felt a lot better. Like, when yeah. the baby was crying. Yeah. So it's like, I can't split the bill, guys. Like, you know, just put me on my own tab is the only time where I say stuff. Because when you're at restaurants, you're just like, oh, let's get this. Let's get this. Let's yeah. get this. And I think, I can't do that. Yeah. And I can't afford to split it. And when you said that, what was everybody else's reaction? Were they cool with it? Were they they were you? on pro- most likely impressed. They were like, oh, you know what? Like, I'll take my own tab, too, because you're more likely to not feel guilty being reliable for yourself than mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, the shame of, oh, like, I should help cover their meal or I should help cover the bill. We all came out together. And once one person says, like, I'm just going to take care of myself, it was kind of a trickle effect. Yeah. Like, let's just take care of ourselves tonight. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I, I, I think if you, and I, like, we, I think we do it a lot, too, now that we're older. Like, we say, you know, it's just not budgeted. But people know that we're, like, professional yeah. budgeters, too. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think people respect that, and they mm. can get some motivation from that to say, you know what? I, I don't really stop my budget this week. Yeah. Like, and it's just to get, make that first step to actually say that and get over the fear yes. of being judged. And which saying is really budget kind of takes it above so if you're like mm-hmm. oh it's not budgeted it doesn't really sound like it's your fault it sounds like right. oh no it's just planned ahead yeah. so sorry yeah. <laughs> so it sounds and then, better and they probably almost feel somewhat guilty like if they really push you be like no you can do it like no it's not budgeted oh well i don't want to it sounds like you have can't. goals it's not that you can't do it it's that you have you have priorities yes and if, if you if they peer pressure you to break those priorities and they probably feel all of a sudden, yep. it's ref- self-reflection. Yeah, yeah. I, I still remember one of my girlfriends asking me to go get a mani-pedi, and I was like, I'm so sorry. And I literally, it was not a budget, but I said, oh, it's not budgeted. And I was lying. Uh, I just yeah. didn't have the money. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, you know, I don't really think I have the money either. And I was like, well, then why were we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us had the money. No one was going to say right, anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so um, when you're, how do your, what do you, how do you see your friends and their financial situations. What do you? What are your first thoughts on your friends and how they deal with their finances? Are they using credit cards? Are they using mommy and daddy's money? It's pretty split. A lot okay. of my friends are extremely hardworking and go to school and work full time. It's very like nannying is very popular in Orange County, mm. and also it's also um, a lot of people are swiping a debit card. And I'm like, when I look at it, it's their parents' name. I'm like, I've uh, never had a debit card to my parents' name. Thank God. Like, poor them if I did. Yeah, could because you I, that's very Orange County to have your um, parents' debit card. Mm. So I didn't realize that until it was like everyone was offering to pay for things. And I was like, I would never be offering to pay for things this oh, much. Oh, gosh. I could never. So it's very, to me, it goes unsaid of like money 
where I live and with my friends doesn't seem to be a problem. A lot of people don't say no. It's like, oh, instead of going to the cafeteria at school for lunch, let's go to blah, blah, blah. And it's not unheard of to be like, no, I can't afford it. It's just like, oh, I don't have time. Mm. Or, oh, I have to get to class. No one really, I've never really heard the excuse of I can't go because I can't afford it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you, um, so they're swiping their debit cards and credit cards, do you think? Or is it just... As far as I know, no credit cards in college. I don't really know anyone that's ever talked about a credit score in college or a credit card. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Do they have a personal finance class at your school, do you know? Um... It's not a requirement, um, mm-hmm. first and foremost. There's not a required class. The only thing I could see is certain majors mm-hmm. having it be a section of a class. So I have a class called Preparing for Postgrad, and it's your last semester, and it's like two weeks of the class. You learn about how do you handle a loan. Uh, so okay. it's a section of a class, but it's not required for everyone. Gotcha. Okay. And you think it would be like um, like a finance degree or business, business, yeah, business finance. Okay, that would probably have something like that. Mm-hmm. It's true. Let's see. We have some comments here. Okay. Um, well, hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody else has any questions that's that's listening or watching, let us know. Yeah. Um, so now we kind of caught up into where you are right now. How? Do, tell me about your 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 thoughts and your feelings, especially on your financial situation right now. Where, where um, are you at? Well, right now I was frauded. So mm. I'm currently overdrawn by oh like $400 because they just took, 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 which is crazy. It's my third time being frauded in a row. So I've had three debit cards in the past month and I've never used any of them because I was frauded before I could use Whoa. it. So right now it's not a good situation. I'm just waiting to get all my money back. Right. So, but it's interesting to think that I'm starting to try to prepare for loans. So I'm starting to say like, I can't, I'm saving imaginary savings is what I'm trying to do with my next semester and think, how do I put money away for something that isn't tangible yet Mm -hmm. and something that I can't really see the like importance of saving for it yet. Yeah. So right now it's just kind of trying to plan post-grad. How do I sustain myself if I don't get hired right away? Gotcha. Well, let's. I want to talk about the fraud thing really fast. How did that happen? Do you know? Like yes. how they got your numbers? Tell me about that. Well, I don't know how they got my numbers, but when I was charged for my gym account, a, another private gym in Chicago charged me double that. So I was charged for gym membership three times. And then before that, it was someone, it was really, it was like on a website in some other country because the title of the transaction was just letters and numbers. And huh. it was like $120. And I was like, Who, what do you, I don't even know what that is. So huh. it's just... I should probably get a new account, really. <laughs> Something. I haven't, like, I don't know how anything got out there. I, it's probably the same person, just like, this poor girl doesn't get it by now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a gym. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, and, and who, how did you report that? What? So I'm with Wells Fargo, and so I just call and I tell them, and they're really good about, it wasn't anything you did, you get your money back immediately. Okay. So it just takes a couple days, like, five to ten business days to get everything restored. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to file with the FBI or local law enforcement no, or anything like that? Thankfully, okay. Just no, thankfully, no. It didn't become a big deal. Okay, good. Yeah. And did they, um, at first, with overdraft of that, did they charge you overdraft yep. fees? every day. Okay. $35. And that will get refunded back to your account? Yes. Okay. Hopefully, Good. at the same time. Like, hopefully it zeroes out at the same time, not like it zeroes out my fraud, and then mm. all of a sudden I have these negative late fees, and it's like, that's not my fault. Right, either. yeah, yeah. They should <laughs> they should write that too, right? Yeah. 
Um, did they, when they, when those transactions came in, did they notify you or did you notify them? Um, the transaction came in and I didn't notice that it was obscure or something I'd never purchased before mm. because the amount was the same amount as my gym. So when I got it, like this amount has been withdrawn from your account. I assumed it was my gym, but when I saw it two more times, cause I get texts every time something changes in my account, uh-huh. every time there's a deposit or my check went through or something like that, I get a notification. Okay. So when I saw my gym like membership two more times, then I noticed it and then I called. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you keep track of, uh, you have your monthly expenses written down anyways? How do you keep track of your monthly expenses? I've never. Okay. I've never written out my monthly expenses. Um, it's it's still like just to Sunday. All I can think yeah. through is Monday to Sunday. <laughs> gotcha. Do And so how do you keep track of your, what, what's your daily routine for mm-hmm. your pers- keeping track of your personal finances? Um, it's the text, the texting accountability, like of my bank. So every day, like you wake up and it says how much you have. And that kind of lets me know where I'm at for that day. And I know what I have to do this weekend. And you know, from yesterday, what the difference is of those two text messages and how much money is gone. Okay. So it's kind of a day to day accountability because then when you go shopping and you buy something, it immediately texts you again. I and see. it'll say, blah, blah, blah has been withdrawn from your account. And then it's like, do I feel guilty about that? Is it like, oh, I needed to do that? So okay. it's kind of that. Okay. Would you I w- would you call that reactionary? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, you responding to what already responding happened. Responding to what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what are some, what are the expenses that you have right now that you're paying for? Um, right now, it's lifestyle expenses okay. in a sense of like getting your hair done or you do go on that trip. Or you need to go buy a sweater because you're going here. So Mm -hmm. just things to maintain what you're currently doing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What else do you want to talk about? (laughs) Um, Lately, especially since you've been home over the summer, Mm -hmm. uh, you were sick for a while, and then in, in college, what has been the hardest part about managing your money, your personal finances? The hardest part is probably thinking, do I need this now or that later? In the sense of like, do I need to make this purchase now? Is this money need to be spent right here today? Mm. Or is there something coming in the future I don't know about that I might need? Which is a part of my emergency 2000. But yeah. then it's constantly like, oh, is this really an emergency? Like, do, right. I really, do I really need that money? It's just a swipe of a card. And then mm-hmm. like you have it. Yeah. So I think it's that planning in a sense. Yeah. With that emergency fund, what, do you, what would you consider an emergency? Um, if all of a sudden, like my paycheck is gone and I need to fill up my tank, maybe okay. like fill up my gas tank or something goes wrong with my car. Like I pop a tire and okay, I need to buy yeah. a new tire or all of a sudden my, my tuition didn't go through this month and I now, oh, mm. blah, blah, blah. So things like that, where something out of my control has happened and I couldn't have planned for it. Okay. Would you use it for anything else? Like you said, you really were trying to hold yourself back on it, but... I can't do it. Okay. I, I use, so this summer, because of mono, I was out of work for a very long time. So I used my emergency account to like withhold myself in a sense. So I mean, used part of that to say like, okay, you need to get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. So like a get back on your feet account too. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, great. Is there anything that you would, that tears the line on that you would use it for? Like... Um, if I knew I was going to get my money back soon, like, oh, I need to spend something on Wednesday for my savings account, Mm -hmm. but I I get my paycheck Friday, then that kind of thing where it was like, oh, we're doing a spontaneous, 
movie drive-in in San Diego. It's two hours away. We have to afford gas, get in and out, yeah. get there. I would do that if I knew I would, could immediately put the money back. Okay. How would you How would you feel about taking that out, though, after the fact? It would be horrible because I'm like, this isn't an emergency. Right. This, okay. like, it would be really hard because... Calling it in my head an emergency account makes me line everything up to like, is this is this yeah. urgent? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So you get pretty guilty about spending that money and yeah. feel yucky about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I just want to say this really fast and full disclosure: yeah. you're going to have a, a financial co- coaching session with Kelsa and Sherry tomorrow too, right? Yes. Or, yeah. I'll so be here um, what are your what are you looking forward to about that? I'm looking forward to finally planning ahead. And as as my last semester of college is approaching, um, like I said, I have never planned after college. It's really a thought that you start having when you're going to graduate. You think, yeah. oh, no one said what to do afterwards. So I would really like to make a plan that would make me feel less anxious about, okay, post-grad, I may not know what I'm doing or where I'm working, but I know I'm going to be able to afford living yeah. <laughs> my life. Not that I can't change my life, but just to sustain myself until something gets stable, I would really like to get that comfort. Mm-hmm. And um, if she has any tips on how to not be frauded, that'd be, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would be really great. No, don't use any cards. Use cash only. I'm, Keep she's your cash say in use cash. mattress. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Do you use cash? I, for a really long time, did weekly cash. Just like, oh, take a part of my paycheck out and just use it that week and see how it goes. And if I got it wrong, I probably just got it wrong. I'll just get more money. Yeah. It was hard to say like, yeah. oh no, I had the right amount. That was it. Mm-hmm. Instead hard. of like, oh no, I did it wrong. It's just hard to get that one, that exact amount that you need for every yes, week. Yes, totally. Um, what do you feel is the difference or as far as mentality and, and emotions about spending cash compared to using your debit card? I wish I never had a debit card. Mm. I wish I cut it up and I never needed a credit score or you never needed to see automatic transactions for your Spotify or your Apple TV or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, because cash, not it's just guilty. Cash is guilty. Like yeah. you look at your wallet getting smaller. The size of your wallet does not change with the debit card. Right. It's the exact <laughs> same size. I like that. So, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Is that yeah. okay? <laughs> yes. And so using your debit card is guilt-free. And I found something out because um, with my fraud, I had my Disney account. And I was saying like, how does Disney take money from me when there's no money there? Like I, I was frauded. There's no money. And if you have anything online automatically pulling from your card it'll just pull mm-hmm. and I thought well if I had to pay cash for everything it wouldn't have wouldn't pulled yep. so and my and it's just like that when you talk to my grandparents and they're like no we've never we've paid cash for everything our whole life and I, said, How do you, yeah. I don't even know if you could do that anymore yeah. I don't if you don't have a credit score you don't get to buy an apartment you don't get to buy a dog I don't know like, True, they're just yeah. not going to give you things yeah. it's like does that make you look smart or immature that you don't have that right so uh, I wish I never had a debit card that's such a good point and that's what's kind of we're in a weird part of society right now where mm-hmm. cash is for a lot of things and for most things it's the smarter way to go. Yeah. Because there's that emotional um, um, guilt that you get when you spend cash, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, compared to with cards that you don't. Yeah. Um, but cash also becomes an inconvenience for other yeah. people. So if you're a target and you're the one person paying in cash, no one else behind you cares that you're saving money. They care that you're wasting their time. Yeah. So it's hard. Like, you have to be very grounded in, I have a budget and my budget makes me use cash. Uh-huh. Because... Yeah. 
if I just, you hate inconveniencing people and in, in a day where everything is on top of it, yeah. you need to go, go, go. If mm-hmm. you're holding anyone back, they're going to tell you. Yeah. So cash can make you slower, even if it's right. smarter. Right. And if you think about it, and, and I, I know because I feel the same way, mm-hmm. but if you really think about the, the time difference between getting cash out yeah. and then using a card, I mean, it's we're talking... 10 seconds? Seconds. It's yeah. literally seconds. But and you feel so guilty about that. Yeah. Yeah. It could be their fault. Right. They're just taking a long time right. to count. Yeah. <laughs> and the, we, well, Safeway around here, I, I don't know if any other places do it, but it's actually really nice because the change, no, it's Albertsons. Maybe it's both. Uh-huh. The change comes out of the little machine. That's so sad. Rather, and so they don't even have to count the cha- the coins because they knew everyone they, was messing it up. Yeah, like, yeah. It just takes. But it's too so long. much faster. It's like I give yes. you four dollars bills back, and then your seventy three cents comes out right here, and you just take it. So which is perfect. That's great. So yeah. I don't know other places besides. Maybe it's Albertsons and Safeway. I've only ever noticed that at grocery stores. No, yeah. no other Nobody kind of business. Nobody else No, you're right. Restaurants did that. Oh, it'd be a game changer. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so it really, like mindset-wise about using cash, that's just something that is like, we're talking about 10 seconds. Yeah. People. and Because I know a lot of people that when when, when I do workshops or we, we talk to people about that, like that's a big concern. Like, well, it takes really long time to get ca- to use cash hmm. to get your change back. But it's really just like, it's 10 seconds. Yeah. It's... You can't think about you can't, it. You don't think about it that yeah. much. So it's, it's true. That's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, for not not talking, speaking directly to you, but for yeah. everybody that has that, because everybody has that concern or that thought too. Um, what was a recent budget failure that you had besides the fraud, which mm-hmm. isn't your fault? Yeah, it's not a failure, <laughs> but um, was um, anything that comes to mind recently? It's probably. Uh, I don't know. I think I think budget failure happens every day when you don't plan for things. Mm. So just like little, I've never had a big budget failure because I've never had a, a big enough expense mm. to have failed being just in college. Yeah. But little things happen every day where you're like, oh, I had to fill up my tank because I didn't plan that out. Now I can't get groceries this week. Stuff like that where, oh, I had to work less hours nannying because I got sick, but now I can't afford to do this. So... I think little things happen every day where you kind of have to check yourself and decide, well, now what is going to be sacrificed? Mm-hmm. Is that part of not having a more long-term plan, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because there's no... It's hard to feel guilty about a, a short-term spending when you didn't know that you were going to need that money later. Mm-hmm. And only later you're like, I didn't, I didn't need that for lunch or whatever. I could have just made lunch at home. Yeah. So... I think planning is something that takes a lot of time, and since you don't see the fruit of that immediately, it's hard to make that important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it takes once you get a plan, and you're, I think you're going to love having your plan oh, made great. tomorrow. Um, but and and Kelsey and Sherry will talk about this tomorrow. But mm-hmm. it's uh, having a plan and implementing it. You're like, oh, this makes so much sense. <laughs> but getting into that plan, it's going to take like three months Mm -hmm. to feel really good about it. Yeah. Because it's such a change. Um, And because the first month you're like, well, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of following this plan. The second month you're like, okay, it's starting to make sense. The third month you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Mm. So don't get discouraged. And for anybody that's even, even starting like a Dave Ramsey plan or something like that, like you, um, don't get discouraged with how frustrating it's going to be because it's just like starting anything else. Yeah. You know, starting a new semester in school or starting mm-hmm. a new job, it takes a long time to get in the, the swing of things totally. and get going. Yeah. 
What's what's a something that you've done that you're really proud about with your budget? Um, with my budget, I am I'm proud of the fact that even though I talked a lot about feeling guilty for paying for other people, because of that, I've learned that paying for other people is like how I want to love people. Mm. Like it's really how I love to make other people feel good. Mm-hmm. And if paying for your coffee doesn't make your day, it made mine being able to take that burden off of you. Yeah. So scheduling that, oh, I'm going to get coffee, but I'm going with whoever, I'm going to bring $10 instead of 5 mm. has I've learned to bring me more joy than grief because if that's it's no longer a burden to take care of someone in that way. I mean, I'm not taking you to P.F. Chang's and <laughs> I'm taking you to Starbucks. Right. But learning that to pay for someone else in the smaller items doesn't make me feel guilty. It's only in the big items where it's like I'm going to hold my tongue and not do it. Gotcha. And that's how you show love is by totally. giving gifts. Totally, yeah. Gotcha. Definitely. How, um, how do you like to... Um, receive love it'd be the same thing like if someone I think it's easier to understand that someone's loving you when they do it in the way that you would do it because you understand that mutual like oh if they paid for my coffee that's what I was going to do to treat them oh Mm -hmm. they get it like oh they they got me coffee instead little things like that are very thoughtful when you spend money on someone when you didn't have to gotcha yeah Mm -hmm. have you heard of love languages have you heard of that book before it's a part of my college curriculum is it really is that weird or what really Mm -hmm. and you've had it you've had it already yeah we had to read it we had to take the test we had to talk about it wasn't like kind (laughs) of like makes sense right it just makes you empathize more than Mm -hmm. be frustrated Mm -hmm. that's great so Mm -hmm. that's if you don't know what we're talking about there's a book and, and a website you can go to as Love Languages or yeah. whatever it is. So search Love Languages. You can take the test online, I think, for free. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, um, it's 30 so, questions. Yeah, super, super easy. And it's great for if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. because if you always, with your partner or with your friends, if you're like always feel like you're just missing. Yeah. And and what it, what it gives you is how do you give love? Mm-hmm. So Allie gives gifts. Yeah. You're a gift giver. Um, and you to and you appreciate getting gifts, yeah. getting things, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and that's how you receive love. But other people like um, like to have time spent totally. with you, or I like to get love because I want to have like Kelsa spend time with me rather than giving me gifts. Uh-huh. Or Kelsa, her love, her love receiving language is she would rather have me do small gestures. Oh. And do things for her rather than give her a gift. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, but if you're the type of person that you like to really give people gifts, but your partner likes to um, have time spent, like yeah. there's a disconnect. Mm. So that's a good resource for people that um, just to find out what your love language is. Totally. And it, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Is there anything else that you've thought of that you, um, any other tips that you have for people that are, um, in your situation or going to be or parents that are in, that are going to have kids in your situation? Yeah, it's not, I just don't think money's taboo. I don't, I don't think, it, like growing up, I don't think you should see that money grows on trees because I don't think that's accurate because my parents work very hard and mm-hmm. I know that, that money did not grow on trees and I know that they didn't tell me that it was a big deal they gave it to me, but I knew mm-hmm. that it was. And I know in college, like if I say, do you want to go get Starbucks and you say you can't afford it, that's not a bad thing to say. Yeah. And, and so I think being the one person to say, hey, I'm not afraid to talk about money, I'm not afraid to say I can't afford that or I can't do that, yeah. would cause a ripple effect. So I think the only advice I would have would say, even if you don't know what you're doing with your money, at least be honest about it. Because just like when I that girlfriend said, oh, I can't go get a manicure either, well, then why'd you offer? So it's mm-hmm. just hard. 
like know what you're offering and only offer what you can afford. And if you can't receive that, there that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. <laughs> what What do you think? What do you wish your your parents were able to teach you mm-hmm. um, when you were younger about finances? Um, I think the the importance that what kind of where money should go first, in a sense of if you have X Y Z to spend. Uh, in the month of January, what do you need to pay first that other things can be sacrificed? Mm-hmm. So even if I've learned how to save money and now I have all this money saved, I don't know what's important to spend where. Like where yeah. do I, obviously like it makes sense, pay your bills first, but then do I go on the trip or do I go to the salon or do I get groceries or do I do this? Like where does it go next? Mm-hmm. And kind of prioritizing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So more planning, right? More yeah. long-term plan. Okay. And that's a word that a lot of uh, people that we talk to, that they use plan. Yeah. Like, I want to plan mm-hmm. because not knowing, that's, I mean, that's super stressful. It's yeah. being so reactionary and, and that's that's hard. Like, that's you don't want to live your life like that. And so why do you want to live your personal finances like that either? It's, it's But hard. getting someone to stick to a plan also yeah. seems hard because it just, like, plans, the word plans just reminds me of New Year's resolutions. Yeah, right. yeah. Everyone makes plans on New Year's Day to have some sort of revolution mm-hmm. or, like, New Year's resolution that you're going to do all year. And even if you have all the intention, all the motivation, all the heart to lose weight, yeah. two months in, it's really hard to remember why you wanted it so bad mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So... Just with anything you want to do or like, oh, I want to spend more time at home. Like, I want to work less. Things like that. Um, Plans are only effective, I think, when you see the growth from it, which is why they're hard to start. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And especially when you're on your own making a plan, right? Yeah. (laughs) And no one around you is. No one one makes a plan in college. Right. No. Oh, no. It's (laughs) it's so spontaneous. Uh Uh-huh. So what do you think would help you be... um, be successful with your plan? Uh, accountability or is someone doing it with me? I don't, either having a mentor who's doing it right, who I can ask questions to and talk to about it, and someone who doesn't make you feel bad when you're like, oh, I messed up my budget this week. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't figure it out right or whatever. Yeah. Or having someone do it with you where it's like, okay, we both budgeted $40 for groceries mm-hmm. this week. Let's go grocery shopping together. Yeah. Things like that yeah. where... Someone's doing it with you, so it's not as hard. Gotcha. Yeah. Accountability partner uh-huh. or finding somebody. Do do you see somebody, like, do you have somebody in mind, like a friend that would do that with you? Yes. I definitely have a friend in mind who would do it with me because she also goes to school and works, and it would be similar hours in the week, and we have similar goals. So I would think that if I needed someone to be accountable, it'd be easier if you were my accountability partner doing it with me than mm-hmm. just kind of, like, texting me like oh don't spend too much today <laughs> right gotcha yeah, yeah. And, and be um kind of in that process together yeah. right that's that's smart so that's why um and again for uh, i think i mentioned this already but for those of you that are still listening um we have a new facebook group that um is you can join and it's uh just an accountability group it's a mentorship group it's um the saver and the spender ultimate our ultimate financial power plan group. Uh, so you can search for that and I'll put links, um, everywhere you can find it. So join is free to join, but you know, we've had already, uh, I think I opened it two days ago, literally two days ago. We already have 60 members or so. So it's going really well. 
um, people are asking great questions, and and Kelsey and I are both giving advice. But then, uh, I, the ideally, other people that are, have had similar situations will give their two cents mm-hmm. and their expertise and their like. This is what I did, and it really worked, or it didn't work. Um, so that'll be uh, really good. So join yeah. that. Um, Allie's already joined, <laughs> whether <laughs> she wanted whether she wanted to or not. <laughs> I made her join. Um, so, but yeah, accountability is huge, and whether mm-hmm. it is with a friend. Or, you, you know, you get a coach. It's just like, you know, some people are super motivated to work out and lose weight. for, And they can do it, say, I'm getting in shape on January 1st. Yeah. Um, and they can do it on their own. Other people just don't have that internal motivation and they need mm-hmm. an accountability partner or a coach. So uh, just like anything, um, don't be afraid. If, you, if you're the person that needs a personal trainer, you might also need a, a coach or an accountability yeah. partner too. So don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And somebody to go along with the ride on the ride with you. True. Um, what I'm going to ask you this today, and when you come back in, when you come back, two days. Is it two days when uh-huh. you come back to podcast? Or no, a week. Sorry, a week. Okay, to podcast a week. again. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you again, but um, what if you get zero to ten? What is your financial stress level right now? Zero is none. Ten is overwhelmed. What's your financial stress level right now? Like a nine. Okay. That's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty high. Just with the current situation of my mm-hmm. bank and trying to figure out, I I feel like after co- there's no plan after college. Yeah. So scary, the right? finances are, should be the only stable thing. With my plan after college, like, okay, no matter what, I have that and I don't have that. Yes. <laughs> That's scary because yeah. it's so like... If you if you had if you're in the same situation and had another year of school, uh-huh. it'd be a different animal, right? Yeah. But now you have a, so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And it's too close. I waited too long to be worried about it. Right. Yeah. When do you think? When would you wish you had started to worry about it more or had more of a plan? Um. Probably when I started college. I okay. think I didn't really. I didn't think money was a big deal, and I don't. I don't regret not worrying about it enough mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I spent my time doing other things that I thought were more valuable than worrying about money. Yeah. But in college, with the independence of college, should come the responsibility of money, and that right. that came too too late. Too late. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. and when you're college is a funny thing because you're on your own. Mm-hmm. But you're not making money, yeah. So you have to rely on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So you don't learn how to do it. How to do it on your own, yeah. And then you get to kind of where you're at, where you're like, well, I have to do it because, oh shit, yeah, it's gonna happen no matter what. So mm-hmm. I have to. Um, and not a lot of people take the initiative that you are to really try. to try to figure out a plan. Maybe they say, well, I'm gonna. I, it's worked so far for me, and they don't have that right mindset of. I'm going to have to have a plan. I know. I was telling uh, my father that I'm going to have to ask you guys because I wish there was a mentorship price for college students of like what it's like to have a financial coach. But you're in college, so affording a financial coach isn't an expense you really can do, but your heart really wants it. Right. (laughs) And and you know you need it, right? You need it. And you have to make it a priority, which you can do. Mm -hmm. But um, just kind of taking the step to think, even if I can't, understand why I need this now in six months from now I know I'm gonna be freaking out about it gotcha yeah Mm -hmm. so we I don't really want to plug what we do because that's not what this podcast is about but we do have a young adult program Mm -hmm. anybody is interested and that's what you're doing tomorrow um so or whenever you're coming in for that's tomorrow right yeah yeah so um there are there are definitely some resources out there um do you use Reddit? Are you on Reddit? Do you know what Reddit no, is? No, I don't no. even know okay. what it is. So Reddit, don't get on it because it's the 
the most awesome time dump waste oh, that you're no. ever going to be into. But Reddit is, is R-E-D-D-I-T.com. Okay. And it's like old school message boards, mm-hmm. but each uh, subreddit is called is a different topic. Oh. So like um, if you, I mean like what are your interests? What do you like to do for fun? Um, or what TV shows do you like to watch? Or I like to watch really long ones that you can stick around for, so like Grey's Anatomy. Okay, so there is probably a Grey's Anatomy subreddit. Oh, that's where, funny. Where people, like, they say, this is what I think is going to, ha- spoilers, here's what I think is going to happen on the next episode. Uh-huh. And here, and then let's have one uh, topic that's going to be, let's talk about the last episode. And it's like thousands and thousands of people talking about Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's crazy. And Or like Game of Thrones. Yeah, There's yeah. like Game of Thrones and... Um, like, did you think we're gonna? This is gonna happen. What do you think is gonna happen? And uh-huh. or, um, you know, for me, it's I'm from Michigan, so it's all like Detroit Lions and Red Wings and Tigers, yeah. and so we're, it's just so super fun. But there is a personal finance oh. subreddit where you can get on there, and it's absolutely free. And you and you like people just message. Here's my financial situation. And it's kind of like our saver and the spender Facebook group. Like here is my financial situation that people give their their uh, advice mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not but at least it's <laughs> advice and you can kind of hear other people's scenarios and situations so yeah. there's personal finance there's like um, frugal spending and all these other I mean just uh, so many different resources you can have there so check it out but other people yeah, check it out it's that ready. sounds it's, good it's cool it's pretty fun um, and you get in there like well I'm going to look at this look at this and all of a sudden you'll never get back to like, the finance yeah, no, one. <laughs> yeah. but it's pretty fun yeah um Let's see. Anything else? Any other closing tips that you have? Oh, I'm tipped out. You're tipped out. Yeah, yes. I mean, you gave <laughs> you so good about uh, all the tips you gave were so good. Um, anybody else have any questions that's uh, watching right now? Anybody? Okay. So for those of you uh, who are listing in order in a week, uh, Allie's going to come back and we're going to talk about how she feels now after her financial coaching mm-hmm. session. Um, and specifically, I want you to think about here are the, the, the top like three or four or five tips that I got from my coaching yeah. session and for people that are in your situation. Like this is what I'm going to implement. This is what I'm so excited about. This is what I've been doing wrong. Yeah. Um, so just think about stuff that you can come back and talk to yeah. people on the podcast about. Um, what you're excited about, what your new financial stress level is. Okay. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So... Um, I think that's it for today. Uh, this has been an awesome hour again. And, um, if you have any other questions, um, anybody listening or watching that, um, for Allie after the fact too, after a financial coaching session, let us know. But other than that, we will catch you pretty soon, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Saver and The Spender. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, www.fiscalfitnessaz.com, to your family, friends, and colleagues. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at IamFiscallyFit, and on Facebook at FiscalFitnessPHX. Join us next time for another edition of The Saver and The Spender.